Hey, this is Ryan Lichten from Culture Dumps and Podcast 99. Do you wish you could do something to support your boys even more than just listening to our awesome shows? Well, now you can. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash culturedumps, where you will find over 100 bonus episodes from our many side series, like Squirts, DocuDumps, Ryan's Report, WDUMP, The Brown Center, and Woodstock 99 set commentaries. Our Patreon also includes exclusive access to our research materials and a cornucopia of other Dump and Woodstock 99 related content, including the infamous Woodstock 99 mystery tape. We know times are tough. If you can't swing a subscription, always remember, a great way to support the show is to spread the word. Keep on dumping, and we'll see you at Woodstock. Welcome to the first dump of 2024. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm here with our friend Eric D of yeah, Mets and the Good. Hello. Yes. Oh, what's up, guys? Yes, this is uh this is a good one. I had you here specifically because you have made McRib merch. I sure have. I'm I, I'm a big fan of the McRib. Was I'll get into that later. Was yeah. a big fan <laughs> of the McRib. Uh, thank you for always having me on when it's disgusting food. Of course. I feel like a princess. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's like Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, that's a small town security reference for those of you uh, who don't know. Uh, greatest reality show of all time. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, we're going to be trying to get these out more. You know, we're doing video stuff now on our Patreon, patreon.com slash culture dumps. Uh, most of the side series that we do are going to be accompanied by video. Um, we might get into filming dumps, but maybe not um, because I like to keep a little bit of uh, secrecy <laughs> in the process. Sure, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but also, who wants to hear me read about the McRib, which is today's dump? Oh, yeah. Um, so this is like a, you know, we, we used to do food stuff a lot more. Um, we're just we're just running out of food stuff, you know, um, but never running out of dumps. We, we got some good stuff in the chamber. This is what we call or used to call a culinary dump. Yeah, I you know, I do a lot of like T-shirts that have like uh, food chain brands or whatever. Uh, I'm I'm really scraping the bottom bottom of the barrel lately. I made an Annie Ann's T-shirt yeah. recently. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm running out of fucking things to make fun of. Yeah, man. the well the well's running <laughs> running dry. Brutal. Yeah. So the McRib. Um, this has been requested so many times. So let's just do it. Why is it a dump? Well, besides being requested several times by you dumpers out there, the McRib is a dump because it represents the absolute bottom of the barrel of fast food cuisine while simultaneously holding the crown as one of the most talked about, joked about, sought after, and eaten truly American dishes. The McRib has garnered a cult following strong enough to resurrect the beast annually despite the in-on-the-joke culture that surrounds it. More than anything, the McRib represents mankind's ability to ignore all warnings and disturbing facts in order to indulge in a little treat. <laughs> it's like the cigarette sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a Slim Jim sandwich. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, memories, uh, I have some memories attached to the McRib, mostly getting it every single time you get it and you're like, mm, yeah. that's it. And then you then you get a, to have a whole year without it. And yeah, that, I mean, we need that year. 
For sure. Yeah, yeah. Like anything, like you get excited. Like, you know, that's why holidays and birthdays are great. If it was every day, you'd be like, Jesus fucking Christ. You get sick of it. I would never get sick of the attention that I get on my birthday. (laughs) I I would be so tired. (laughs) (laughs) I I would die, sir. Also, I remember there was this... um, there was this great YouTube video. I should have pulled it up before, but it was like a city council meeting and, you know, people have been trolling these city council meetings. Like lately it's like a new thing. Oh yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, one girl went up and she calls it the McCrib, which is hilarious and talks about how like she just wishes the city could petition McDonald's to be one of the uh, counties that gets the McRib because her county stopped getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, can you do anything for me and my family to be able to get the McRib? And it's, yeah, it's it's I obviously love that, and I love a good troll, but it's so funny. All these people are like the same people that are like, Changes need to be made, and like yeah. real issues are the same people that are like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go talk about McRibs in front of, yeah, like, and I'm gonna mispronounce it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I'm just like fuck off. It, yeah. it, it does shine a light on the um, absolute unimportance of some of those meetings, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's right. Like, like there's time for that. Yeah, know? right. Like it wasn't pressed, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not like, oh, I guess we can fit in the McRib I, person. It's like, no, that's it. I yeah. checked today because there's a McRib tracker online. Oh yeah, and uh, I put in our zip code, and it was like close ones in Texas. Jesus Christ! Because so, I wanted to, I wanted to bring the them. home of amazing barbecue. By the way, sure, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if anyone's doing a nice smoky sandwich, they're doing it. But I wanted to bring one here uh, and just huff it like like, like dead from mayhem. Like yeah. huff like dead oh, birds. Yeah, dead bird. I wanted to huff the McRib and make this podcast a little sharper. I actually, uh, speaking of mayhem, I went. Um, we had a guest on the show, Violet Sky. Who, by the way, you guys, if you haven't checked out her stuff. Uh, Please do. She's incredible. But she played at the whiskey opening slot, six o'clock in the uh, in the afternoon, Fire. basically or evening. And uh, you know, it's like '80s girl pop stuff. Love and it. I just straight up wore my mayhem shirt with the suicide picture on oh it. Oh my god! And dude, got I a have... picture with literally someone that looks like a 1986 prom queen. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I I have that shirt, and I've never worn it in public. You, sir, oh, dude, you I wear are, it to the store. Yeah, you're a maniac. Yeah, it, it's it, so graphic. It's it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. I bought it because I was like, I need this shirt. Because right. it's iconic, but I'm like, I, it's I, bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, good for you. It's bad. That's like a dark dump, uh, Norwegian black metal. But uh, speaking of disgusting and graphic, what lies beneath <laughs> the McRib? So we're gonna we're gonna break it down. We're we're, we're basically gonna do what is a McRib, the history of the McRib, a little bit of scandal, and then we'll let you guys go. So the McRib is first and foremost a barbecue pork sandwich. It's as simple as that, or is it? It goes without saying that the meat comprising the bulk of the McRib is not ribs at all, but rather a boneless patty complete with faux riblets served on a roll with onions, pickles, and barbecue sauce. Sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hungry. Easy. <laughs> but as with most things we discuss, there is so much more to it once you pull back the curtain. The meat curtain. That is. <laughs> Ryan, you <laughs> rascal. It's the first one of the year. You yep, know, yep, I, I, we, we, we got to start strong. Yeah. <laughs> So before we talk about McRib lore and history, we must first break down exactly what a McRib is. The most iconic characteristic of the sandwich is the boneless pork patty pressed into riblet shape. That patty is created through a process known as meat restructuring. Meat restructuring is a process in which scrap parts of meat, whether it be beef, chicken, or in the case of the McRib, pork, is broken down and then pressed into a new shape. This is done for a multitude of reasons, but the main purpose is to conserve meat by using every part of the slaughtered animal as possible, as well as making less appetizing portions more appealing, like a hot dog. Mechanically separated. All that stuff. Scraped. 
fucking scraps. Everything dude. that Lip, lips and assholes is what they say. I so my favorite film, Sling Blade. Yes. There's a great part when they're eating potted meat, and he's like, like "There's peckers in there." <laughs> it's like, that, yes, there's peckers. Like that's 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 it. It's, sure. it's the potted meat. Now, the restructuring process was developed initially by the military in order to stretch rations for soldiers and was eventually refined into the process used today by the Meat Industry Hall of Famer, Dr. Roger Mandigo. Mandigo. I want to make that very clear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he was charged with the responsibility of creating a better restructuring process by his then-employer, Natick Army Labs. The McRib was essentially developed by the military, okay? Oh, my God. This is a fucking weapon. This is weaponized meat. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> just like like a B-52 bomber in the McRib. And the McRib like came out of there. the same lab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I do just want to revisit this. Yes, there is a meat industry hall of fame. Like, Yeah, wh- where is that? And can we go? <laughs> you can't go. You can't go? Yeah, I think you have to wear like a hairnet and a white lab coat. It and... sounds like a fucking website a loser made. Yeah. And not a real thing. <laughs> the Meat Industry Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, just something And I'm sure website. everyone looks exactly the same. They all have probably really burly hands. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Mandigo, he was a longtime professor at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Uh, and his son actually went on to become one of the world's foremost like gourmet butchers. So meat is just... The Mandigo's thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just love the idea that it's like, we got to put this guy in the Hall of Fame. Like, like, there's no question. Yeah. And if you're in the meat industry, like, you're like, oh, yeah, Dr. Mandigo. Like, you just know him. Yeah. Now, Dr. Mandigo's technological advances in meat restructuring caught the attention of the National Pork Producers Council, Council, who hired him to write a manual on standardized restructuring as well as perform live demonstrations. This was in an attempt to raise the popularity and utility of pork products and eventually rival the sale of pork's biggest competitor, beef. Beef. Yeah. So, first of all, like, you're in the meat industry. It's like, do we get to see Dr. Mandigo live? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's going to be scraping lips and assholes off of carcasses. <laughs> yeah, and pressing them into a patty. And then you get to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually went. Those aren't, those aren't real bones. He yeah. made them look like bones. It's like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put them in the hall. Mind blow. I went to a butcher class once with my dad um, at the uh, at the farmer's market at the Grove here in Los Angeles. Yeah. There's a, a farmer's market, Huntington Meats. They've been around for since like the 20s. And what they did was they strung up a whole half of a cow and then showed you where every cut of meat came from. And then the yeah. little old lady would come out, grab the meat that was just cut off this thing, cook it up, and then bring it out, and you would eat it. But uh. these guys do it so fast, and we were sitting so close that you would get hit with, like, little flecks of fat. And oh, stuff. my it was, like, God. Splash zone. Funny. Yeah, yeah it, it was out of control. Um, but I also like the idea that there's, like, a shady Freemason-style underworld, like, in the pork industry, where it's, like, the council. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, and it's like, we need to take down beef. <laughs> like, it's not going to well, happen. They had the whole other white meat campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I would argue, I wouldn't call that white meat in any sense ever. No, I, it's just just not. No, no, <laughs> it's a pig. Pigs are uh, incredibly close to humans, by the way. They actually used to um, back in in the in the days of hardcore exploring, like seventeen hundreds and eighteen hundreds. Um, there would be cookbooks or recipes at least for long pig oh human and, and that was human meat and it was like in case of emergency yeah it's like the back of the book they're like sorry but and in case but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so in we, case we you don't kick wanna... long pig we're not highlighting this yeah however if you're dying yes you here's know, how to cook you can long eat, pig you can eat brian yeah <laughs> yeah exactly Great, perfect so while McDonald's would have you believe that the meat sourced for the McRib comes from shaved and chipped bits of pork shoulder, what the patty producers who create the infamous riblet slab admitted to was that the McRib is mostly comprised of hearts, tripe, scalded stomach, and some other choice bits and pieces. For real. And there's some pork shoulder, you know, just to be nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah. I've eaten so many of them. Yeah, you're eating I, fucking I, hearts and shit. I'm, yeah. I'm American and I'm. But who cares? I've eaten hot dogs my whole life. I've had Slim Jims. You know, I've had it all. I've eaten every part of it, you know. Who, an animal, probably at this yeah, point. Yeah, who, who cares? Yeah. Now, this is not an uncommon practice. Again, like think Sling Blade and the Peckers. Uh, spam is also a restructured meat. Um, so are hot dogs. And I, I stand by this. Like, why let all those other parts go to waste if you can't eat it, right? I mean, yeah, realistically. You know, just... like the old saying, use every part of the buffalo kind of a thing. Sure. Um, and in many cultures, both westernized and not, uh, those parts of the pig are culinary staples, if not delicacies. Like True. in French cuisine there's all sorts of usage of scalded stomach and things i used to have a, a brazilian neighbor of mine would come over we had this patio we'd barbecue all the time and he brought over the little chicken hearts oh he those called, are good he called them chicken snakes and he'd service these little hearts and uh they were pretty yummy no they're not bad yeah but, I, I had a bunch of hearts once but that guy died yeah <laughs> so i don't know it might have been the chicken hearts. it was a heart condition bad diet <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but you know also uh there's tarantulas and shit included in delicacies, so like, who's to say, you know, what, I want what's a, good? I want not. a future where we're eating bugs. I don't care. It's gonna happen. Sure, it's gonna happen. <laughs> now, the shape of the McRib is obviously supposed to resemble a rack of ribs, although that mark was missed by Miles. Another interesting thing about the finished restructured patties is that because of the variety of pork parts used, the natural color of the McRib is actually more of like a pork tie-dye with several different hues of pink, red, and beige. So in order to get the uniformed color of a McRib, if that's even the proper term, the chemical, and I'm going to try my hardest on this, azodicarbon dicarbonamide is used azodicarbonamide is a bleaching agent that's also found in gym and yoga mats and tennis shoe soles <laughs> yeah because we're so concerned with the color of the mcrib patty just put barbecue sauce on it. just cover it in sauce who cares yeah but i, I as it, it's the big, largest restaurant in the world the, it, you know i i'm sure well and we'll get into okay, why they yeah, started okay, doing okay. restructuring and it has a lot to do with how big mcdonald's is now, we are all well aware that fast food ain't great for you, especially something as odd as the McRib, but for the sake of posterity, we're going to give you some of the unsurprising nutritional facts. The McRib weighs in at 520 calories. Now, if you're following the recommended 2,000 daily caloric intake, that's more than a quarter of your daily dose. This bad boy is equipped with 28 grams of total fat, nearly 40% of your recommended value, 9 grams of saturated fat, that's roughly 46%, 890 milligrams of sodium, that's nearly 40%, 890 milligrams of... Uh, so, th first of all, that's a shitload of sodium. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, if, almost if, half of what you're before, supposed to have in a day. Before you named off the, the fats and the uh, sodiums and all that stuff, when you were just talking calories alone, I was like, you said 525? That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. But the other it's one stuff. fourth of what you're supposed to have. Yeah. yeah. But I'd be starving if that's all I had. Um, <laughs> Three big there's there's nearly forty percent of uh or actually twenty four percent I should say of your daily cholesterol. It's about seventy five milligrams. Yeah. Um, eleven grams of added sugar uh, because the McRib just wasn't sweet enough. And that's about twenty two percent of your daily volume. A lot of forties in that. I'm just gonna start calling McRib a forty. Yeah, like, let's go like, get some 40s, and it's McRib. It's not quite half your daily amount. It's not that bad. You don't have to feel that bad. Yeah, it's pushing right on the envelope, though. Yeah. But, you know, and again, it's like no surprise there. I mean, you're getting a McRib from McDonald's. Who gives a fuck? Mm. Um, but despite all of its nastiness, the history of the McRib is actually more fascinating than the tongues, testicles, and tripe that the McRib is actually made of. So let's get into the origin tale. While the McRib currently has the reputation of a disgusting yet somehow enticing seasonal treat, you might be surprised to know that the man responsible for the restructured abomination was actually a highly decorated gourmet chef. The man responsible for the McRib is Chef René Arendt of Luxembourg. 
After studying under some of the most revered French chefs the culinary world has ever known, Arand moved to Chicago, where he became the second cook at the luxurious establishment known as the Drake. Later, he moved to the Whitehall, where in the late 1970s, he met Roy Kroc, a.k.a. the founder, like the film. Uh, not the actual founder Michael of McDonald's. Ke Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, <laughs> Batman. Well, yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a whole other story. But Kroc lured Arend away from the glamorous world of gourmet cooking and convinced him to become the very first executive chef of McDonald's. So they never had a chef before because it was just burgers and fries. But, you know, being the enterprising individual Kroc was, you let's add some up, more stuff. Outside the box, yeah, and I, I should get the super fancy guy yeah, to do right. it. I mean, if they get the capital. Got to elevate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now... You know, Croc, yeah, he wanted to make the menu a little bit more impressive, but Arend, he liked the hours, the benefits, and the pay. It's like, oh, I don't have to fucking... Because gourmet cooking, like, you know, it's like the bear kind of shit. It's like fucking, you know, what? Kitchen Confidential. Lame, overrated, and dorky? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That show's fine. It's just fine. <laughs> but but just the whole culture of, like, everything's so intense, and it's like oh, all yeah, on no, the dot. Like, like drop-dead stress. Now he can just chill in an office. It's like in Breaking Bad, if, if any of you guys have seen seen that show or heard of it. No. Um, <laughs> where there's, like, a scene where the Poyos Hermanos guys in Germany are, like, testing out the sauces. Like, that's what he started doing. Or it's like he gets to spend all day by himself just creating something that McDonald's might sell fuck it man yeah that's awesome now chef Arend's big first menu addition was the mcrib and that was in 1981 he was inspired by the pulled pork sandwiches he ate in south carolina he wanted to create a delicious yet easily manufactured barbecue sandwich but i i don't want to give this guy that much credit they had chicken and they had hamburgers the well, guy the guy well, what they didn't have chicken yet? McDonald's didn't have any chicken uh, yet. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get oh, there. I'm sorry, I'm I should have read the script. I'm no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm just like, yeah. There's only one other animal you can realistically work with here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you got the fish, yeah. Uh, which that should be a whole other thing, but it's too delicious, and I don't want to slander it. Yeah, I love the you fish. Know, there's, a, there's like a new off track. Uh, there's a new place uh, in Silver Lake Echo Park that does like elevated fancy uh, fish sandwiches no like like fish fillet like, oh wow it's like exactly the same it's a total rip -off. yeah i saw that there's like an 80 dollar uh fish fillet sandwich you can get out here now which oh, is just fucking put a bullet in my head yeah people have too much time <laughs> no, people have no, too much too time much, people have too much fucking money that dude. too yeah so now dealing with vast quantities of food for thousands of locations he and the finance board of mcdonald's knew that they couldn't afford to make actual carolina style pulled pork so a restructured pork patty was concocted for the sandwich and pulled pork actually has similar roots to restructuring where it's just like well if we smoke this whole carcass long enough we can get every piece of meat off of it it comes from yeah, you, you rip know, his goddamn cheek off and toss it in there yeah it, 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 it's a it's a poor meal sure. as as it was known um but yeah you know restructuring it's a simple inexpensive way to stretch materials so initial sales of the mcrib were decent but far from the expectation but it would be Aren's second contribution to the mcdonald's menu that would be his opus in 1983 with Aren's talent McDonald's released what would become one of the absolute staples of their menu, the chicken nugget. Initially, real breast meat was used for the nuggets, but again, due to the vast quantities needed to supply all McDonald's locations, a restructured chicken product was used instead. The, the, nug the yeah. pink slime, dude. J yeah, the pink slime. <laughs> so tasty. Now, the, Mc <laughs> the nugget sales, they, they dwarf the McRib, and this is mostly due to the fact that people have a better relationship with chicken. Sure. Right? It's less complex. It's more popular. It's easier to come Pork, across. Pork's a bronze metal meat. 
It, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, not, not in this house. <laughs> now, <laughs> noticing the increasing decline in McRib sales, the bigwigs over at the Golden Arches removed the sandwich from their menu in 1985, only to bring it back in 1989. It's like a, you don't know what it's what you got till it's gone kind of a thing, right? Sure. Like no one cared until it left, and then it came back, have and you, that's the strategy that they use to this day. I mean, I do it with T-shirts all the time. Right. Uh, have you ever have you seen that new meme structure that's like, oh, this person died this year, this person was born yes. this year. Yes. I was born in 1985. And so I wonder if the I'm, McRib's back. I'm, I wonder if I'm a McRib. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking eat your body, long pig. Hit pause at least. Yeah. <laughs> After the reintroduction of the McRib in 1989, it remained on most non-American McDonald's menus until around 2005. The McRib was far more popular in European and Asian countries than in the States, and that's mostly due to the fact that we have good barbecue here. The McDonald, the McRib is shitty barbecue. Yeah. Right? So why that's do we their access it? to it. Exactly. They're, it, yeah. Oh, this is what they eat all America, the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Country Western. Watch that accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the States, however, the McRib made a few comeback attempts. The McRib became a novelty item reintroduced alongside a limited promotional menu known as the Western Menu. It also was brought back when the Flintstones movie was released in 1994. <laughs> That's good. That's smart. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Now, after Flintstones, the McRib would appear sporadically from 1994 until about 2005 when McDonald's announced it would be permanently removing the sandwich from its menu. Now, keep that in mind. This is the pattern. Like... Big announce, like it comes back for a second. Big announcement this is the last time, and it's Beanie Babies mentality. Sure, you know, hundred percent. We, 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 this is something that we've dealt with on Culture Dumps a million times. It's an age-old formula. It's always been driven by scar like scarce availability, right? Yep. Now, no one really wants it. It's more of a thrill of the chase kind of a thing. It's also worth mentioning that in 2000, they introduced the McRib Junior, which is just a smaller version. They did? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What was that, 15 years old? Yeah, it came on a, on a circular bun, like a regular. Really? Like, yeah. I'm so mad. I don't I don't think I ever had it. 2000, crazy year. Fuck. You know, It was pre-9-11. We were able to have a McRib Junior. Yeah. <laughs> <You> we, <know>? Now, McDonald's has always been ahead of the curve as far as advertising schemes go, and they really flex that muscle with the McRib. After the McRib discontinuation announcement, a website was created called McRib.com. On that website, there was a petition to save the McRib, but that website, however, was registered to McDonald's. They're creating their own frenzy, right? They also announced that there would be a McRib farewell tour, and that farewell tour would continue off and on for the next several years. It's the, the kiss sandwich. It's the kiss sandwich. Yeah, dude. What <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, next there's... Well, actually, we'll get into that. I was going to say, because kiss is now going to be touring as a hologram forever. Oh, I mean, they're just characters at this point. That, that's, that's their I thing. I hope the McRib lives on as a hologram forever, too. Well, the McRib... Uh, we'll, is, we'll is, talk it an, about is it an that. NFT now? We'll talk about that. Oh, this. my God. Yeah. So the, yeah, Oh, you're going to shit. So the publicity <laughs> stunt worked, and in 2007, upon the McRib's return, McDonald's sold 30 million McRib sandwiches. In 2010, McDonald's announced that the sandwich would return for a six-week limited run, and this was announced at a New York event dubbed Legends of the McRib, an event that honored three McRib superfans. Those fans were Joey Irwin, who was somehow crowned Mr. McRib, Alan Dude, Klein. Yeah. what a name. I, yeah. I'm grabbing yeah. a beer. That just got me excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. McRib. Exactly. Alan Klein, who founded the McRib Locator website, which I'm sure you know, you've been to, and then some guy named Adam Weiner. Uh, I wasn't able to find anything about Mr. Weiner, but he's a legend of the McRib. And this was actually the first national rollout of the McRib since 1994, before it would be regional when, when it would come back. This but this was, this was nationwide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Legends of the McRib. 
Uh, also, so I know during the 2012 Olympics, it was reintroduced uh, as the Atlanta pork McRib in some international locations. I, I don't what know what the fuck decision is that the Atlanta pork in Australia and other countries. They're like, oh, yeah, Atlanta. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. You know. Okay. Now, the McRib would go on to make regular returns over the following years up until present day, with some of the reintroductions being labeled as the McRib farewell tour, bringing the total of farewell tours to four. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not going anywhere. It's always going to come back. Um, now for the good stuff, the scandal. The McRib, while cherished amongst us most holy people, was not immune to the kind of scandal that we love so dearly on this show. One of the scandals is very simple to explain, and the other is way over my head, but that happens to us a lot. The first mixed scandal involving the McRib occurred in 2011 when the Humane Society of the United States filed a complaint with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission claiming that Smithfield Foods, one of the world's largest pork suppliers, they were using inhumane and unethical methods of pork production. Aside from the general claims of animal abuse and unsanitary conditions, the main focal point of the complaint was the use of, the use of gestation crates to store the pigs until slaughter. In an effort to quell the scandal, McDonald's required their pork suppliers to end the use of a gestation crate. That's basically just a way to save room. Like, it's, a, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a small cage. Each individual pig has its own plot. So and, so and they know how to distribute X amount of food to each cage. It you're, keeps just, every, it, you're grown to die. But it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, who am I to talk, right? I, I, the whole meat industry at this point is probably just... It, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, but also, who is expecting the McRib to come from, like, a Charlotte's Web-type farm? Like, where, like... Everyone's happy and singing and like, oh, yeah, I love being a pig. That's going to be a McRib. They're going to shape me like ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they just use my ribs? Yeah, well, yeah. they can make more ribs out of you. You can't eat bones, you fucking idiot. Yeah, they're going to make ribs out of your stomach. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. So, so your, little, yeah. your little cow, or your little pig pee-pee? Yeah. And your <laughs> little cute tail? Yeah, it's like <laughs> Babe 2, Pig in the City. He's just a fucking McRib. Yeah. But now the next scandal surrounding the McRib. This one is goofy. It's dumpy. It's not as sad as the first. And it's a perfect example of the McRib publicity machine backfiring on itself. Here's what, we're, here's what you were getting at. Let's go. In 2021, in conjunction with the re-release of the McRib, McDonald's decided to hop on the very dumpy digital trend of NFTs. Oh, I was right. Yes. That's disgusting. Now, they made 10 exclusive McRib NFTs, and they were introduced to the digital market. McDonald's said that the NFTs would be a way for McRib's biggest fans to enjoy the sandwich during the off-season. Because it's totally the same, just looking at this stupid fucking gif I know, and but eating no, no, a delicious it's not. McRib. No, it's on the blockchain, and you own it, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> you own it. There's only 10 of them. Yeah, there's only 10. Now, the problem was McDonald's didn't understand the troll culture of the internet. So I'm going to explain this in, the, in a very dumb way. If you guys know more about this, send us an email, culturedumps at gmail.com. Um, but basically, the, it, the person who purchased one of the NFTs was a user named BTC Mike. Now, when you purchase an NFT, you, you your name is linked to it permanently and a code, a, a specific code. Sometimes people make their own. Sometimes it's generated. Mm. That's my understanding of it. So BTC Mike, he made his own code and included it. So it was permanently attached to this NFT, which anyone could see or look at, but he owned it. And when they translated the code into English, it... Was it binary or, it, it, or was it? A, yeah, yeah, it's was, like numbers and shit, okay, but but yeah, yeah. It, it could be made in, in English. Sure. And they're like, oh, you motherfucker used internet language to, to troll us. Perfect. So anytime someone looked at one of these NFTs, the one that he got, it translated to A, yo, N word with a soft A, gives me some of that McRib. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, yes. yo, give, and Gibbs me, by the way, is G I B S M E. Gibbs me. Gibbs me some of that McRib. Man. Dude, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's permanent. It, it, it's there. Yeah. So, so anytime someone checked it out, they would see that message. So McDonald's subsequently tore down the promotion. No more NFTs. And I mean, a, that guy still owns it because he bought great, it. That's a great slogan for a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get busy some of that McRib. But that's it. I mean, that's the story of the, of the McRib. Um, so, I mean, what does it all mean? Right. I, this one, uh, <laughs> this was a tough one to, to, <laughs> to I, I, I don't know how you do it, but But I did it. So I guess it means that we all like a little treat now and then. Even if we know it's bad, it's nice to band together in our gluttony and shame and make light of a troubling culinary trend in our crumbling society. I find it interesting that no one will shame you for running to McDonald's to get a McRib whenever they come back around, unless that is, you actually like it. The McRib is great because it is a joke we can all get in on. And in that way, it's an important annual moment that brings us all together, for better or worse. Nice. That's the McRib. Adorable. Right? I, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So. <laughs> Who's I, hungry? I love McRibs a lot. Like, I don't think they're gross. I love I like, I like love pickles. I love onion. I love barbecue sauce. You're out of your mind. If you could. It, so, here's the thing. I don't eat beef or pork anymore. I haven't for five or six years now. When I decided I was giving up red meat, and it was because I love it, it's the dorky reason. I yeah. just love animals, so I like I like a cow licked me one time, and I was like, I've never. That's eaten it. Again. Yeah. yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like I made friends with a cow. I'm fucking done. Same with pigs or whatever. But when I consciously made the decision to quit eating red meat, McRib was out, and I <laughs> your last a, meal. I took a huge yeah. This was my death row meat <laughs> meal. I took a huge bong rip. I put on, you know, whatever stupid shit I was watching, and I Uber-eats a, a McRib to my... Alone. Alone. Dude, you... No, you only eat McRibs alone. By candlelight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear to God, I said fair... I could have got a Wagyu steak. I could have got anything I wanted. Yeah. I farewelled red meat with a McRib. I mean, the McRib will stave me off of but pork for at least a couple weeks if I'm, I have one. So. I'm like, since... At the core of it, like even any McDonald's product, if you take away seasoning and sauces, the meat is all the same. Like it's nothing good about it. Yeah. So I want mechanically separated chicken pressed into a little rib patty smothered in barbecue yeah. sauce. <laughs> and it would make no difference. True. Yeah. You no, know no, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I'm dreaming of a future where we get a chicken. It's really the shape. Yeah. It, it's all about the shape. Uh, the, this unnatural restructured. It's crazy. See, but, I mean, dude, I just went to uh, to Norm's. You know, it's a it's a diner they, they chain. They opened a new one. Yeah, right? that's the one I went to. That's my old neighborhood. Dude, over there. Yeah, they yeah. were open for three days before someone fucking smashed their glass door because that's such a rough area. But uh, like I said, my old neighborhood. Yeah, they, yeah. They're all lucky I moved out. I would have. Yeah, I was the troublemaker. <laughs> I was the one smashing the door. But doors. dude, they had a uh, they had buy it was two for one baby back rib slabs full slabs for twelve ninety nine. Really? And I mean, it was a couple steps above a McRib, but not far. Like it had bones, but that's about all yeah, it had yeah, on the yeah. McRib. But, folks, that's it. So, you know, make sure you check out metsyndicate.com. Uh, do you, are you selling the McRib shirts right now? Do they no, have, do well, you have those? It just so they, they, like, retired it last year permanently, and then they dropped it this year. Of course. But only at, like, very limited places. So I think it came out in October, so I sold it, like, the week it came out. Right, right. Well, or I sold it. I sold it two weeks before it came out, so when it came out, Bunch of doors. People could show up. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Look at it me. It's like people are like lining up for this shit. Yeah. yeah. Out of control. Well, 
Uh, make sure you guys, uh, you know, check out our Patreon sometime. It really helps us out. That's patreon.com slash culture dumps. We're also still selling merch on our on our Big Cartel, culturedumps.bigcartel.com. We got some of the Anna Nicole shirts still. Um, we're selling the Woodstock 99 mystery tape drives with a whole bunch of other stuff on them. And, yeah, we're, we're starting to get into video stuff. It's a new year, new dumps, right? Yep, your ugly mug coming soon. Yeah. Video, baby. That, that's right. Yeah, Let's you're going to get to see me talk because who doesn't <laughs> want that? Well, this has been Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by Eric D. of Meth Syndicate. Yee. Keep on dumping. <laughs> <laughs>